Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiance time with my co-host, Siki Von Clinton. Why, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And of course, we are talking about 90 Day Fiance and Darcy and Stacy. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about the audio. I am recording in my car because we cannot align our schedules and this is how we do things sometimes. But how are you doing, Coupon Queen Pen? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm all right. You know, um, after today's episode of Darcy and Stacey, I was just like, OMG, things got heated and I cannot wait to get into it. So let me get into it. Go for it. All right, guys. So Darcy and Stacey, you know, it starts off with her in the kitchen making a smoothie. And I'm just like, does this woman not know how to use a blender? There's no way in her whole entire lifetime, which, you know, she is 48, thanks to her daughter of saying it on this episode. Uh, she does not know how to use a blender. I, again, she does not know how to use the blender. So she's pouring fruit. She's putting in like literally half a jug of orange juice, the Tropicana one, if we're going to be specific. And she puts like this yogurt and she's got the frozen fruit in there. Well, I think she's got fresh fruit, actually, because you see some of the, the berry tops that she's cut off on the countertop. And she pops the lid on and then she turns on the thing. She doesn't even know what she's doing. She's like, oh, smoothie mode, presses the button. And you see her slightly open the top lid of the blender, which I'm like, you're not supposed to touch it. Like you just, you can hold on to it. So it doesn't fly off. But as you see her, she lifts it a little bit, like thinking like air is going to come in or something or needs to get out. I don't get it the whole point of that but then it's she starts the blender and you see it like just going all over the place like the blender is literally throwing up at this point because it's like I don't know what you're doing you're supposed to keep this shut and you literally opened up my mouth that's basically what it looks like and she's really pissed off at Florian because of last week's episode we saw all of them get together again I do apologize for any extra sound in the background I'm in my car And she is livid. She's upset with him because he shouldn't be sharing her personal life with, obviously, Georgie. And she's lost trust. She's not wanting to really hang out with him. She's, like, ticked off. And I don't blame her. That's stuff, like, you don't... I wouldn't even share that. Like, I wouldn't even share that. If I had a sister, I wouldn't even share that. Like, no. Like, I would share with my sister, but, you know, the boyfriend, I'm sorry. It's out of the question. He doesn't need to know none of this stuff if I was in her position. But she has every right to be pissed off, and she's just like, I don't know what to do because we have a art gallery uh, that our friend Leslie set up, and, you know, Leslie, as we know now, she is in marketing. She knows all the crazy people, all the famous people. She knows everybody and anything and everybody that has to do with marketing. She knows the people. They know the people. She knows the people and they need to be to they need to be near the people. So they invited the twins over. And of course, Cersei comes in as I don't want to talk to uh, Florian because I'm so upset. I'm so pissed off. And Darcy just doesn't know what to do because she's always in the middle. So when they get to this event, she arrives uh, pretty late, Miss Darcy. But Leslie's like, what's going on with you guys? Like, what's what's going on? She's like, oh, don't worry. We'll talk about it later. This was Stacy. But Darcy says, you know what? Uh, We need to clear the air because Stacy's like, you cannot be like this. You can't be upset with us. We're at an event. Let's do it. But Darcy's just like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to stand here and just, you know, enjoy the event. And that's it. 
but you know they they get into it of course because they are twins and there's no way like it's again you can't make this stuff up but you know how darcy's very pissed off she needs to clear the air now and she literally goes after florian saying how dare you share my life and talk about my life to georgie how could you i don't trust you anymore how could you do that to me? Like, it's unfair. Like, she just goes on and on and on. Like, what was the purpose of that? Were you were you part of this? Was this your plan? And, you know, Florian's just like, well, I told Georgie to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, you're dating somebody. But, you know, he was out of line. He was just completely out of line. And I know I'm missing a big part out of this, but I will get into it after. So he... Uh, Darcy decides to say, hey, you know what? You're going to call Georgie and tell him like, no more. You're going to call him right now on speaker. And then you're going to make sure that this does not happen again. No more. So the poor guy's on the spot. He has to call the guy and say, well, Georgie, no more, no more. Stop calling Darcy. I don't want to like, you can't call her. You can't bug her. It's just no more. You have to go. How did he say it? Big move on, like move on big, move on big. Like you just need to move on. So she was satisfied with that phone call, but I forgot to mention before this whole um, art gallery event, uh, Florian had to meet up with Georgie and say, he's, I'm in big trouble. I'm, you know, you made a mistake. Like you just blew this out of proportion. Um, you, I told you to keep your mouth shut and you didn't. Now I'm in big trouble, big trouble. I messed up. The situation's all fudged up and, you know, it's my fault. Like it's your fault too, because you messed this up and now I have to find a new best man. So he's no longer part of the wedding and he had to like literally fire him at a, at a cafe. And he's just like, this is messed up. But um, yeah, so then the next part is when we see them at the um, art gallery event and these two twins are like, oh my God, like, it's the people of the people, like the best people in town, uh, artists and musicians. And it's funny how they add an artist because, you know, it is an art gallery. You find artists there anyway. All the famous photographers, like they're all gushing all over about this uh, high-end clientele coming uh, to this event. Because, you know, they're so much ones. You know, they're celebrities. They have to be there, right? They got to be surrounded by all these amazing people, these musicians, these artists, and these photographers. So after that, um, Darcy, I may be missing some parts here, but Darcy ended up going um, out with Annika and Aspen. They're visiting their mom and they're trying to get some stuff for their dorm. And they ask about, well, how's uh, Cicero? And she's like, well, I don't know, because I saw this photo on his Instagram with another woman. He's, he's like, he looks very intimate. It was literally the day we met. And I don't know how Michelle runs her matchmaking service. Like they keep us on strict rules. So I don't understand. And, you know, the girls are feeling bad because, you know, they thought this would be somewhat of a potential for their mom. And, you know, she's obviously she finds red flags already. And um, once they hang out, we are moving into <laughs> Darcy and uh, sorry, Stacey and Florian's venue hunting. Apparently they visited so many venues and they just don't know what to pick. And they are going to this beautiful place, which is by the beach. Uh, it's beautiful. Like I was just like, oh, my God, this is nice. You know, I'm like, I, maybe I could host an event there. You know what I mean? But Florian's not happy about the price. So the the, the wedding planner's like, you know what? This is going to be, I think it was 48000 or 40000 No, it was $40,000 for everything. And, you know, he's like, oh, where are we going to get the money? Where are we going to get the money? You know, the money this, money that. And she's like, well, you're not pulling your way. I want to get what I want. Every wedding we want to. It's always like, no, 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 no. Money, 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 money. And I'm just like. Well, the guy's being reasonable, right? Because he's not working. He's not getting paid a dime except from TLC. And, you know, he's being considerate. Like, you know, if I say yes, is she going to feel like, oh, you're taking my money, right? Because could you imagine if he's like, oh, yeah, this is beautiful. Let's do it. You know, $40,000 is nothing, you know, because my girl over here, Stacey's got it, right? And she probably would think a bit in a different way. So I kind of understand the way he is because he's like, he doesn't want to spend too much. He's not working and it's just too much all at once. But anywho, she's just like, well, you know, put your money in your mouth or something like that. That expression they use a lot. And I was just like this poor guy. 
So I get it. But you know what? Florian has been lazing off too much and just collecting these TLC checks, which I'm not happy with him. And he should be working technically, right? So Stacy was just like, you know what? We're doing this. We're booking this venue right now. And I'm paying for it because I'm paying for everything. And I've been paying for everything for a while. So they ended up booking, but it you can tell by the <laughs> this poor woman, the wedding planner is just standing there like, oh, okay, like this is so awkward, which she's probably been through these situations enough anyway. But it's worse when, you know, Stacy's just like, oh, you know, Florida, you're not working, you know, just saying stuff like that. It's probably the most awkward as ever. And, you know, the next day we see Florian, apparently he has booked an open casting call. So he goes in and <laughs> apparently this is a casting call for a hospitality hospitality ad where I guess they're just promoting the certain area. And, you know, they have to be fun uh, from what I gathered from the theme. So she goes through the list of people that showed up, mainly all guys for this ad. And she's just like, all right, you know, you're next, you're next. And, you know, these guys are very comfortable. And Florian's just like, wow, these guys have a lot of experience. Like, they're just taking off their shirt. They are really just, you know, showing off. They're like dancing. And, you know, you can tell these guys really want the job. And they have the experience. But even if you don't have experience, at least try to, like, really get the job. So Florian's up next. It seems like he was the last one, unless there was editing involved. Of course, that normally does happen. And he's just like, with his white pearl teeth, he's just like, well, I know dance. I know dance. I don't do stuff like that. I, you know, I don't dance. And then the chick's like, well, you know, just, I guess, take off your shirt. He's, he takes off his shirt awkwardly. And he's just posing and, you know, like the stiff uh, tin man pose, so to say. And um, it was just so awkward because some of the guys were like laughing at him because he's just super stiff. And you can see that even I could see that anybody could see a cat could see it. And honestly, it was just like the most awkwardest because it was so silent because you see all these guys go up before him again, experience, you know, wanting the job and just crushing it because they're so desperate you know when you're hungry and you're hustling you will do what it takes to get that job but Florian here is just like I don't dance I don't dance I don't, I don't feel comfortable I don't feel comfortable so at the end of it because he was so stiff this chick is like you know Florian has a lot of potential he's very European and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt so I'm going to offer him the job so they do offer him the job with four other guys and the other guys have to leave and she's trying to explain to him like okay so this is just a trial when you go do the actual ad I just want to see like how you are and then depending how well you do I may hire you and sign you at our agency so <laughs> He's just like, okay, like he's like, oh, thank you for believing in me. You know, this is great, right? So then, of course, Florian thinks about numbers because he's got to bring in the dough to pay for this wedding. And <laughs> she's just like, he's like, well, how much is this? He's like, they're willing to pay you because you're not signed. And, you know, she goes through all that stuff. Like, it's only 150 for half the day. And he's like, what? Like, 150 for half the day? He's like, I need, in his confessional, I need to be paid more. I need to be paid more. And I was just like, okay, take it easy. But just because you've been on 90 Day Fiance doesn't mean you deserve to get like a higher paycheck to the agency. And it was just so awkward. And she's just trying to explain to him, like, you know, this is why and everything. Cause he was like in total shock. And he's like, well, I will let you know if I show up. And I'm thinking, wait, what? Like, are you serious right now? Just go do the job. Like that's 150 bucks that you'll never get because you've been sitting on your bum collecting TLC checks, you could have added that on top of your TLC checks and you got an extra $150. This guy blows my mind. Like, I don't understand. He's funny because he has dry humor, but also it's like, what are you thinking? Like, who are you? Who are you? So, I, you know, I had a moment there. I was just laughing. I was like, oh my God, this is, this guy ain't playing games, right? So we go into the last final scene of this episode where Darcy really wants a double date uh, with um, Cicero and her sister and Florian. 
And they just want to, she's like, I just want him to feel his energy and make sure he's like the right one for me. Because, you know, I just want to make sure like he is the right one for me. You know, that's Stacy, right? Sorry, Darcy. And this poor woman, this is where I felt really bad because they were waiting for like 30 minutes. And oh my goodness. So 30 minutes they waited. He never shows up. He doesn't call her or anything. And I was just like, oh my God, that's heartbreaking, right? It's kind of embarrassing. And she's like going through all these feelings, which, you know, it sucks. She was stood up the first time. The second time it was like, he was, I think he was late. And then now this, like, it's just too much. Like it's a lot for her. So she's like, I need to meet up with my matchmaker because this, no, this is ridiculous. Cause there's, and then she's sitting there with her sister and saying like, you know, all these things about him, which we don't know if it's true. She's just really angry. She has to make stuff up. Right. So what ends up happening is she does end up meeting with this matchmaker and she's just like, listen, like he stood up, like, I don't know what's going on. There's no communication. And then I saw this photo of him with another woman on Instagram. She's like, well, did you, did you ask him about it? He's like, no, well, he doesn't respond. Like he hasn't responded. And, you know, he stood me up like, you know, the heck, like I'm paying for a service. Like, you know, we have strict rules. Like, is this even allowed? Like, she's really trying to throw it in there. And then the matchmaker flips it out like 360 and saying like, you know, you have these common denominators of uh, people that you've gone out with. Maybe it's you. I recommend you need to see a therapist and everything. And she was just like, oh my God, like I've done the groundwork and, you know, I did the work. I, I'm ready to meet somebody. So the matchmaker in her confessional says like, Darcy's got a lot of work to work on herself and whatever has happened here. Um, she was just trying to explain, like, she's not ready. She needs to focus on herself and really find what this really, what is the situation that she's going through because she's gone through so many relationships. So, you know, she, she even mentions how Zara was like, you know, you're too sexy on your Instagram that he didn't really like and how you are very drunk one time. And, you know, it's just, he, he seems like, it really is not going to work out. And then she's just like, well, that's weird because he's the one that buy me the drinks. And then he told me he liked my Instagram and he, she was just so confused about it. I was even confused because the guy was literally saying like, oh, she looks good, like filtered or not. Like she's good. And he also, I don't know, like their next day, I don't know how, it, like, I don't remember, but I just felt bad for the girl. And, you know, she ends up firing Michelle. Michelle just doesn't even care. She's like, okay, bye. You know, bye, Felicia. She was going to say bye, bye back. And that's how she terminated her matchmaker. But um, it's getting spicy, I guess, because of this whole matchmaking uh, situation here. And of course, she's defending her client. And Darcy just wants to defend her own self because she doesn't want to be told, like, you need some therapy. So that was Darcy and Stacey. Whoa. Whoa and whoa. I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, I am not the biggest Darcy fan, but if someone's paying you to match them with someone, if you think they need therapy, shouldn't you have told them that before you tried to match them with a few people? Like, that's just my thought. I agree with you. I agree with you. She should have, because apparently she does coaching. So she's done some coaching sessions, but we obviously don't see more of that. We've seen her where she approaches like guys on the boardwalk and says hi and compliments them, et cetera. So yeah, I do understand. Like I, I felt like maybe this was the way for the matchmaker. Like we don't know behind the scenes, but from what I see, she was a very bit harsh on her and she could have explained that at the beginning and could have done more coaching or we should have seen more coaching. But it was really harsh and it made me feel bad. Like, especially if this guy's stooding her up every time, like that's like, should be a no-no in matchmaking. Like, you know, you're paying someone and it's like, this is not what she's getting. But also I feel like Darcy is not receiving the truth because I don't know if you guys remember the show, um, oh my gosh, with Patty, forgot her name. Uh, her name is Patty, forgot her last name, but I forgot the show where she does matchmaking and she's very straight up. Like she'll tell you, right. like, this out. so millionaire matchmaker there we go so it was like you know imagine if patty she hired patty and she's good at her job right and she did have issues within herself as being a matchmaker but she did have a couple of relationships that did not go well she was single for quite 
some time, but she was able to recognize that. But, you know, she was straight up with her clients because it's like, they're paying me millions of dollars. And if I don't tell them what's wrong with them, then how do we proceed into the match, like actually being in a relationship? So I feel like Darcy, she needed a little bit of a taste, but also she's never going to accept the fact that she's at fault. Like every, we've seen it with Tom. We've seen it with Jesse. We've seen it with Georgie. Like nobody, it's always their fault, right? Even though we see the good and the bad from each of them and mostly one person, the whole bad side, I'm not going to lie. But it's just like, I felt bad for Darcy. She may need some help because, you know, Stacy has managed to, you know, have a relationship and is married, but you know, there's so much more going on with her. I don't know what it is. Very true. Very true. I just, I don't know. I think one of the things that gets me about the whole situation is the guy simply ghosting her. Like to me, if you're saying something, this should have been communicated before. This should have either been communicated through the matchmaker before the date, or he should have said something himself. Like, why is she finding out later after she asks, well, why did he ghost me? Why? I, I don't know. And like I said, I am not the biggest Darcy fan. Yes, I agree. She has stuff that she has to work on. But that's super weird. Just super weird. It is super weird. But let's move on to our <laughs> 90 Day Fiance the other way. Because, dang, I don't even know word even to begin because we are crunched with time as well so let's get yeah. started who did you want to talk about let's talk about debbie and osama i wanted to start a drinking game last night like what in the world every time this woman said oh my man osama it was like it was like that time we were going to start that drinking game every time darcy cried it was like, I even said on Twitter, I think we should st- take a sip of water every time this woman says Osama. Because it was just too much, too much. So she's on a plane going to see her man, Osama. And she can't wait to go and meet him. And it's super weird. I don't, I don't really know what to make of her. I don't know whether she's kind of fetishized him or what, but it's like, she's like, he makes me happy and we're going to be together. And the funny thing is when he meets her at the, at the airport, he's so anxious, so nervous. He can't wait for her to get out. And he's standing there just waiting for her to I don't know, just show up and appear. But I thought that somehow she was going to at least, you know, change her clothes on the flight or in the airport or something. But she's wearing the same thing that she was wearing when she went to the airport, which was a little bit odd to me. I mean, after all, wasn't she traveling for like 24 hours or so? Yeah, I didn't even notice that to be honest. <laughs> but that was the thing. She was traveling, she was traveling for like 24 hours, and these two really can't wait to start a life together or something because it seems as though they have two different views. She is ready to give up her life in the United States and stay there with him in Morocco but he has the idea that he's coming to America so I'm not sure where the miscommunication came in because these two it's already a strange relationship but we've seen this before older woman younger man determined to be in love Now, I don't know. We don't really see how his family and friends are going to take him being in love with this much older woman. I mean, she's so much older than him. So we don't really see much of them. I mean, what what did you think of their 
interesting first encounter. This woman is crazy in love. Like I could just picture Beyonce in the background singing crazy in love. It's like she is just, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's so crazy right now. Like, honestly, the history is in the making. Part two is just so crazy right now. I look and stare so deep in your eyes. I touch you more every time. Like, she is crazy in love. <laughs> she is, but the question is, is he? Because he seems to no. love her, but, but he's got all those cats. No. No, I don't think I don't think I was thinking the same thing. I don't think I'm reading green card alert here. A hundred percent. That's what I'm truly reading is green card alert because it's just like, whoa. Mm -mm. Whoa, indeed. That's for sure. Um, We'll see what happens next week because he dropped some of the, you know, you go to America, we stay here and then some craziness there. And she's like, yo, Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> I know she was really giving us the, you know, Game of Thrones. Shame. Shame. Shame on you. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you want to talk about next? Let's get into. Oh, my gosh. It's been quite a bit of good ones. I'm not going to lie. Jen and Reese, she was good. Okay, Jamie and Chris. Uh, so these two, they're you know, it's been like apparently three days in Colombia, and uh, she's not feeling well. She wakes up and she's just like, I can't, I just can't. So their plan was to kind of spend the whole day together, do some sightseeing, and get some stuff. Um, and they were going to um, just hang out. And but Chris is just like, I can't do this. Like she's like, I'm in so much pain. She feels like from the after effect of the flight, it's already affecting her. She's got the neck pain like we've heard already. She's been to a car accident, broke her neck, and she didn't want to get surgery done. And, you know, she's suffering through this chronic pain. So as they go and try uh, to head out, she's in the taxi with um, Jamie. She's literally in so much pain that Jamie's just like frightened. Like, what do I do? How do I deal with this? girl (laughs) you're in for a ride and I felt bad for her she was just like I don't know what to do so they couldn't do what they were supposed to do and they ended up going back because she couldn't even get up from her lap and uh, Jamie ended up calling a doctor to come to her house and check her out and I was just like, oh, my God, this girl's getting emotional. She's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. Like, I was I never seen so much pain on someone. Doctor comes in, kind of like, you know, do does an analysis on her and kind of just like, hey, you're going to get some injections and also uh, a prescription to deal with the pain. And um, great translation on jamie's part because i was like i don't know how this is gonna happen they don't have the little wonky donkey white translator thing over here uh but she did a good job translating but i don't know how this is going to turn out because we've got chris's trial she's got to move the wedding date and she's afraid she's not going to come back and you know what's going to happen if she's in that much pain right so i don't know like I, this is the start. This is like the first three days. I'm like, really? I feel like I've been watching this show like for how long now? There's been six episodes, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. What do you think of them? I don't like, ugh. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it's, it's, I really have, I, I like Jamie, but Chris is a little bit of a dr- I don't want to say she's dramatic, but it's so weird. Like, okay, she knew she possibly had this trial coming up. So she leaves knowing that she has a trial coming up for a rare motorcycle that was stolen from her that supposedly doesn't work, um, that she was going to sell anyway. (sighs) I... I'm so confused about that. And she has all this stuff. To me, it was, I, I don't know if 
her moving to Columbia was the best idea as opposed to Jamie coming to the U.S. Because maybe it would have been better if Jamie would have come to the U.S. Because it seems like within three days, she's got so much going on. She actually can't handle it and has to come back to the United States already. And I can't blame Jamie for being so cautious because Chris has the habit of disappearing. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her for being cautious. I don't blame her for being upset. She's well within her right. I just feel like with, you know, some of these 90 dayers, just because they're moving to a third world country, it's like, oh, you know, I make $40,000, for example, and I can live off $40,000 in like, you know, probably a couple of years. You know what I mean? So I was just like, to me, I'm thinking, okay, so it's that mentality, right? Like, to me, I agree with you. Jamie should have gone to the United States. There would have been more potential for her. She could explore more of the other side of the world, you know, but Chris, I feel like a lot of these ideas become very selfish. And it's like, now, you know, I worked my butt off in the United States and I need to just, you know, just relax and live life. And I'm just like, huh? Okay, sure. So when they get there and it's like, oh, reality, I got to pay for this. So I got to pay for that. Now I can't afford this. And I was supposed to have that. And it's just, you know, I, I feel like I'm tired of it. Like, you know, it's great. Like, that's something you can think about when you're retired, like, screw it. Like you can just live in a different country because you know, why not? But if a young person like Chris, who has a lot to deal with, then you shouldn't be doing the trip. Just bring the girl over here. You know what I mean? And, but there's, we see 90 dayers who can be stable, but they're not stable enough, but they can still manage and find a job. Like we see with Gabe, like, you know, he's got a company, you know, he's able to do that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But for someone like Chris, who's dealing with a lot of issues, like, have you ever thought of medical bills? Like who's paying for that? Like, you know, maybe you had an insurance when you were in the United States. It's not like your family can ship you off uh, with all the medications you need. Like to me, I don't know. I feel bad for Jamie because now she's going to have to deal with all of this stuff. And is their relationship going to be stable? Like what's going to happen? That is a good question. That is a really good question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Chris is looking for an easy way out. Like she, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's, it seems like she didn't want to seem like, well, I just didn't want to come. I wasn't interested, but I have to go back. And, and that's, that's kind of the vibe she's giving me. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's what I feel too. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm starting to feel bad for Jamie and we'll see where this goes because again, she's, her fear is that she leaves and then never comes back. And then what happens, right? She's just left alone. She's left alone with this apartment. Like who pays for all of that after? So anywho, who did you want to talk about next? Let's go to Nicole and Mahmood. I mean, these two, they are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. All they do is fight, you know, and Nicole kind of, Nicole knew what she was getting back into because, and the reason I say back for those that, that are just tuning in is because Nicole was already in Egypt. She's been married to Mahmoud. And she didn't like Egypt, so she left. He's now doing everything to try to keep her there. But the one thing is the clothing issue, the clothing issue, the clothing issue. And they're getting to the point where they're arguing about things as little as her wearing short sleeves. Because she said she didn't want to wear a hijab because it made her feel itchy. It made her feel... Um, uncomfortable and you know he's just like well you know I'm not budging on it I'm not I'm not I'm not you know changing my mind 
But then he tells her to leave. So she's getting ready to leave. And he starts going through all the motions and he starts crying and he doesn't want her to leave, but he, he walks off himself. And it was just so confusing and, and kind of really irritating to watch because these two, all they do is fight. And I'm ready for her to leave Egypt because ugh. my thought is if he at some point realized that she wasn't, even though she is Muslim, but she wasn't willing to ascribe to his stringent way of thinking, why didn't he choose someone else? And I think, especially when you have people that are doing the other way thing, it's like, you want this person to move to your country. So obviously, you know how you want them to behave. But aren't there people in your country that behave exactly that way? So I'm very confused as to why he would pick her and want her to, you know, change exactly who she was for him to, like, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get any of it in, 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 the, in the constant fighting. I do get what you're saying in that where he's trying to change her because it's like, oh, I love this girl. I like her. And she came here, you know, she converted and everything. And then hoping that he's probably said things to her like, hey, like the next time you got to make sure you do this, this and that. Like this, you know, this is a serious thing. So I kind of feel like he thought maybe she took that into consideration but we've seen and heard that they all they do when they were apart, they would fight about it because she's not covered. She's wearing a T-shirt like, you know, maybe she's not wearing pants at her own comfort of her own home. And he's, he's not happy about that. But, you know, these two, I really hope they go their separate ways because they're not meant for each other. she's not accepting the culture of differences. She's not accepting the religion that she converted. It's not like when you're in the United States and Canada, it's like, you know, you've seen a lot of these religions kind of let loose a little bit, but they're practicing their religion. And, you know, they, they culminate the way the modern life is here. But when you're going back to the motherland, like it's obviously strict rules. Like you have to accept that that's part of your new life. And the fact, I feel like she just did the conversion just to make him happy because she, these two crazies are in love with each other and now they have to deal with the consequences and now they're hating each other. So really, it's just so annoying to see these two go at it. It's just like, you know what? Forget it. Just go home, divorce yourselves and call it a day. Like, what's the point? You know, and next week's episode, that's where it gets, that's going to get scary because his family's just like, you need to lay down the law on her. You need to put her in her place and say, this is what she needs to do. And she's going to be like, well, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I told you I don't want to do it. And it's just like, oh my goodness. But this is the culture. This is like, this is what you signed up for. Really? That's what you signed up for. You converted into a religion that's so important into the motherland because it's the motherland. You need to accept it, right? You're not in, you're not in the United States where you can do whatever you want. So she's in big trouble. And these two just need to go their separate ways. Like, I, I cannot with them. I'm done. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, these two, my thought was, and, and I've been saying this since she was taking the car ride from here. Like, you already didn't want to go there. Why are you going back? Why are you going back? She said all they did was fight from the moment we've met her. So it seems like these two already weren't working out, but she's determined to try to make it work. I am not really ready to see her sit in that room and fight with his family and his family go, you know, you're not being a dutiful son or you're not being a dutiful husband because you're not forcing her to wear a hijab or whatever it is they're going to say to her. Um, And I think the funny thing is that 
you know, after speaking to some women, like a lot of this, I believe is for the show and for ratings. Um, because there is a lot of that things that they're saying that don't necessarily go on, like the forcing of wearing a hijab, the forcing of, you know, now this could just be him, this could just be his family, or it could just be for the ratings. But it's just like, it. here we go again with kind of making Islam look very strange or, or very, very forceful. And, and that's not, that's not necessarily what they are, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this couple goes. My thought is she just needs to go home. They need to get a divorce and everyone can be happier. Agreed. (laughs) So who'd you want to talk about next? Let's get Danielle and Johan away because she really irritates the crap out of me. These oh, yeah. two, mm, I, I don't know. Like, I, I may fall into a rabbit hole, but I'm going to say okay. the short and sweet because we're running out of time here. Okay. Danielle, she needs to hire a translator. She needs to stop thinking like she's going to be the stay at home wife that doesn't have to do anything. And just manipulating this man, torturing this man, and all of the above to this man. I never thought I was going to change my mind about Johan. We've got this girl here who thinks like, oh, you know, like, Johan doesn't help me. And it's just so unfair. Like, you know, how is he going to support our family if I have a child? You know, Johan is not taking the action in the steps. He didn't tell me about this woman about her miscarriage and you know why didn't you tell me you 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 know you told me about the miscarriage but now you tell me you know she had um an abortion like you know i'm okay with everyone's right to do what they want with their body and it's just like oh my god like why are we dwelling on the same situation as last that's i think that's the part that really irritates me because she really stated from the very beginning she believes in her body her choice But the ideology that you're saying, well, I have to know about this because this woman chose to do what she wanted with her body. So you believe in your body, your choice, but you're demanding to know what someone else does with their body. I I don't get how that works. Right. Even if this woman was what is is an ex of his, it was still her body, her choice, if this is the belief system that you ascribe to, if this is what you truly, truly believe in your heart of hearts, why are you so concerned with what another woman decides to do with her body and her choice? That, that's really my question. Because at that point, guess what? Whether she told Johan or didn't tell Johan, it was still her choice and her body. So why is Danielle so upset? Because she wants to know. I feel like this is something that she needs to nitpick at him. This happened in the past. It happened in the past. And what sucks is that this man had to relive this traumatic experience to explain to her what happened like are you kidding me this guy was hurt when he found out because he wanted to have that child regardless he would have been there in support so why are you doing this danielle like i'm so sick and tired of her like get a translator i'm tired of her to no sabes to no sabes you 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 married no novia Married to Medice que paso. Like, I can't with you. You literally sound like me when I go to Cuba and pretend I'm not Spanish, okay? Because I do have a different dialect that I speak. But it's just like, 
Oh, she makes me cringe. She makes me cringe so bad. I feel bad for this man to relive that traumatic experience that he doesn't want to share, which he has every right to not to share. Whatever happened in the past, in the past. You guys are married now. Forget it. Like, move on to the future. Okay? We don't need this. We do not need this. Neither does he. You know, he's trying really hard. He's putting in an effort. You're just pushing him away. No one's perfect. She's not perfect. You know, we found out recently about her her bankruptcy. Reason why she's not going back to the U.S. Why? She's done. Like, seriously. But anyways, I don't want to talk about too much about her because I'm completely done. I just feel bad for Johan. And again, I did not expect for, for me to change yeah. my ways about him. But, you know, he's a yeah, cool guy. But, but the thing is, I, we can't say this without talking about her trying to redeem herself on TikTok. Um, she let off a few, she let off a three-parter um, talking to the people that are talking bad about her and how they just don't understand her story and that she's a good person. And we've seen this over and over with cast members who really don't realize that once you get on this show, People are going based on how, what they see and how they feel about your storyline. No, we don't get to see behind the scenes. No, we don't get to know if, you know, uh, it, you know, you just had to file because debt was super big or, um, you know, there was something that we didn't, that was edited out that we didn't get to see. We don't know these things. We know what we see. We know what we hear. Now, yeah, we do get these deep dives because this is how we found out about these three, this three-parter um, on TikTok. And for anyone that wants to know, she is at Live Vinyasa on, on TikTok. But she just, she just went off for, I would have to say, what was it? Six whole minute, nine whole minutes um, on how people don't understand and they're looking and they're not happy with their lives if they're poking fingers at her. And it was just like, wait, lady, <laughs> it's not that serious. Are, are we really doing this? But I mean, we've seen this before with Stephanie. We've seen it before with, um, what's her name? Annika on, on the, 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 the little person from, um, Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I forgot her name. Yeah. So, and we've seen it, we've seen it also with Drew. Um, and it's just, it's a lot. We've also heard it with Akini, who felt like Kenya was put in a bad light. I sorry, Akini is still not eating cake in Kenya. Um, but and this is not the History Channel, okay, Akini? Exactly. So it's like this is not the History Channel. This is not HGTV. This is not, you know, uh, Bloomberg, where we're supposed to be giving you financial advice. You know at least Darcy is now getting a matchmaker, like find someone, do something. But we know what we see on TV and yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinions. So it's not about someone not liking themselves. They're saying what they see and they're calling you out on it. And now you become a public figure. So they're going to say what they want to say. Now, before anyone goes there and goes on TikTok and decides to give her a piece of their minds, she has disabled the comments so you won't be able to say anything. So yeah, before you go and decide to <laughs> write a paragraph of war and peace as to why she's insane or anything like that, or tell her that you just don't understand her, whatever, you can't. All no. three of the videos have no, com the comments have been disabled. Just an example of what I clicked on that video. Cause I remember I sent it to you earlier. She was like, you tell me, you tell me where I said in love in paradise, 
and 90 Day Fiance that I said I was taking Johan to the U.S. You tell me. And I'm just like, wait, what the heck is going on? You're, you are crazy. Like, we don't know what happens behind the scenes. You're crazy to eres loca. Like, stop it. Like, I was just like, we, you really want us to dig? Because it's out there. Why don't you look for yourself? But no, of yeah. course, people like that won't do it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've done it before. We've seen the things before. We've called out, um, you know, we've called out cast members before because the things are out there. Things are going to be seen. Things are going to be said. And for the cast members or future cast members that don't know, things get leaked onto YouTube. So whether it's something that we saw on the main show, pieces that were not aired before, but were leaked onto YouTube, we get to see it. We get to find it. I mean, for goodness sake, no one was really looking, but someone found out that Danielle is bankrupt. Like, it's not that hard. A lot of these things are public record. I don't know. But anyway, let, let's move on. Let's move on. So let's get into Jen and Rishi. And this is where I was like the WTF moment. And so Jen hits up one of her friends, um, class, well, one of her friends that she met the last time she was in India. He has a uh, group women's workout class. That's what it seems like because it was all women. Uh, she shows up, does the workout, and then they have a little sit down because apparently this guy knows everything and anything about uh, Jen. And she just is like, well, you know, this is what's going on. We're together and I'm living somewhere else. And I just met the parents and I find out that um, there's an arranged marriage. And then we find something interesting because he says that there is a, the mother and son, mother and son relationship, um, you know, of course the mom wants to do the best for the son, but if Rishi is in love with you and wants to be with you, and, you know, will not accept anything from the mom and knows that, like, you know, Jen is the one. She will most likely just wants to see him happy at this point instead of argue with him. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, you make it sound so easy because I could have sworn we just saw probably seven years of Jenny and Samit. And that did not work out the way what he's telling us, because he does say, you know, it is arranged marriages. Like, that's what happens here. But usually when they want to see their son super happy. They'll kind of just let go and just, you know, let the son do or make that decision. So I was just like, oh man, like, you know what I mean? But Jen is in a sticky situation here because now we're seeing something else with, um, with uh, Rishi uh, because I know they do the whole kite thing, which I'm not going to get into. It's cool what they do and, you know, honoring uh, the religious figures, but, this is where the part where I was like, excuse me, what? Again, something about the culture. So he suggests that Jen will go to a, uh, a friend or family. No, I don't think it was a family friend because then word would spread like wildfire. But went to a friend's house to kind of show right. her a day in life is like as a wife in the Indian culture. So she was just like, well, I have to learn how to be a wife. Okay, this woman and her looks. I know she's using like the dark eyeliner, but every time she looks, I'm just like, she's going to kill me. Okay, she's giving me the death stare and it just makes it worse when she's like looking down, her eyes are looking up. I was just like, no, I cannot with her. Like she's giving me nightmares. So <laughs> she goes, she gets introduced to the wife and the two sisters because they all live together. It seems like they're pretty wealthy themselves because of the condition of their home, comparing to Jenny and Sami. And, you know, she is the one that's making tea at 4 a.m. in the morning for everybody. She, apparently, women are not allowed to be in the area of the kitchen. And, you know, she learns all this stuff, but it's like she thinks to herself, Am I able to do this? I didn't, you know, go and get two master degrees to end up being literally a maid in her eyes. And I was just like, oh man, again, you're moving to a country that has, you know, cultural stuff and, you know, it's up to them to decide if they want to move on with it. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of leeway here, but 
it seems like that's how it is. And this is generations of generations and ancestors and ancestry. Like many years ago, that's not going to change. I get it. That can change when you're in America or in Canada. But like, this is no way, like Jen is not up for this. I'm sorry. Jen is just going to be like, are you kidding me? Me get up at four in the morning just to make chai tea for you. Screw you, Rishi. Go get yourself some chai tea at the cafe or make it yourself. You know what I mean? But I don't feel like Jen is going to be able to adapt to the way of life because I'm just like, girl, mm -mm." the way she is, she's very strong minded. She's very, you know, straight up, but I don't think she's going to handle it. There's no way. I don't know. What did you think of this whole scenario? I think she just somehow she thought she knew what she was doing. And again, like you said, it goes back to culture. This is what is expected because they go to the shared house and, um, you know, she's expected to share the responsibilities with these other three women, whatever it is, but she has to do it for the whole entire household. So it's like, you know, she has to, of course, cover her head. She has to learn to do all this stuff. And I think what kind of irritated me me is when she says, well, your husband never fixes you chai? And it's like, didn't she just say she gets up at four o'clock in the morning and fixes it for the entire household? So why would she be saying that her husband fixes her chai? That's not what I got out of anything that woman was saying. I I don't know. And now she's saying, well, I, I don't, I don't want to be a maid. I didn't get two degrees to be a maid. (sighs) You got two degrees and you couldn't look up how the culture works. Like, seriously? I I don't know. I really don't know. My question is, does she really want to be married to Rishi at this point? Because maybe this is just not for her. I'll be honest. There is some sort of love, but it's not enough for her to say, like, I want to be married to him because, okay, he's lied to her a couple times (laughs) and then this situation comes up and she's realizing everything she's opening up her eyes which you know i gotta give it to rishi even though he's sneaky af which i can't say the full words but af like he is sneaky af but he's actually slowly introducing her into the culture to see if she's able to really live it right and if not like she's gonna have to come back like what what's the whole point of her being there if she's there for rishi but Rishi being sneaky, I just feel like it keeps adding on to that, um, to that, uh, what do I, how do I call it? The angriness that she's got in her with him because she's upset with him. She's honestly been upset with him since, you know, she got there, like even at the dress store, you know, at when they did that yoga together, like all of it, even the friend, like there's just so much, there's, there's a lot of red flags. I'll tell you that. I just feel like, let's be real here. Like, can't she handle, she can't handle anymore. It's been adding to to this fire in her. Like, you can tell how angry she is with him. And I don't think, I don't think it's going to work out. I really hope she opens up her eyes and kind of just says, you know what? This relationship is not for me. I, I, you know, I tried to live the culture. I tried to do this. I tried to do that. And I can't because look, she's got a big deal here. Like we've seen him with Jenny and Samit. It's like, Hey mom, guess what? This is my fiance. How is that going to turn out? What means if her friend that suggests that advice, oh, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Come on. That's the thing. It's definitely not going to be okay for them. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, this couple could work out, but, and I will say this, they are closer in age than Jenny and Sunit. So it could work out, but she's going to have to want to change. Yeah. She's definitely going to have to want to change. 
She definitely does. So again, guys, I apologize for the audio because I'm in my car and I'm like, I cannot wait to turn it on because I'm freezing my legs off here. (laughs) This is how we work as podcasters. We just got to figure it out how to do it, right? Yep. 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 You got to figure out what to do, where to do and ask (laughs) for the quietest space sometimes. So, (laughs) Oh, God. We're on to our last couple, which is Gabe and Isabel. This couple, I like this couple. I, of this season, this is my favorite couple. Um, you know, so they're actually ha- going to visit a doctor because we find out that Gabe is still not happy with his body even though he's gone through a lot in his transformation through hormones and everything um and he goes to the doctor to see what he can do about his chest um and the doctor is actually happy to see him now the funny thing is he said before he's he'd gone to a doctor in the states and The doctor didn't actually realize that he was transgender and didn't want to actually do the surgery. So once the doctor realized, you know, he had to prove that he was and all this stuff and the doctor wanted to, but he was like, you know what, after going through all of that, I don't want, I don't want this doctor to work on me. But this new doctor in Colombia says, hey, you know what? I've seen one other before, but this will be my first surgery, blah, blah, blah. And he's happy to tell him, you know, this is what it is. Now, before they get there, even though Gabe is nervous, he is excited going into this. But we start to see a lot of the scars from the previous surgery. And as we're starting to see the scars, we're starting to see a lot of apprehension on his face and realizing that he may not want to go through with the surgery because one of his biggest questions is, is he going to scar like he did last time? Or what if he hit, because there was a complex, also a complication with his previous surgery. What did, what would happen if there was a complication? So He's just, you know, now he's not too sure and he's nervous for other reasons. So he's like, I want to, but do I really want to? Now, I will say this. I got a bit more of a biology lesson last night than I wanted to. Um, it was quite interesting. But I think one of the funniest things that happened was Isabel and Gabe using this translator app and he's trying to explain something to her. And as we have seen in the past with all translator apps, words get screwed up. And instead of trying to say the word change or, you know, finish, it actually says, yeah, well, when the time is finished cooking. I thought that was absolutely hilarious Um, because we've seen this with these apps or with these, with these um, devices before where they don't quite translate pretty well. You know, I mean, the one that Jamie and Chris seem to have seemed to work very well for them, but this one, yeah, no, it was giving us very much uh, Devin and Jihoon vibes. So, but, you know, the great thing is that Isabel is supporting him in whatever he wants to do. And she just lets him know, you know, hey, whatever you want to do, you have my love and my support. So I, I really love this couple. And I'm really like wanting them to make it. I agree with you. I've had some second thoughts because I know at the beginning I was like, is he just using this as like a social media push for his business? But you know what? I love the dynamic between them. We got to know them a little bit more and it's definitely not easy to put yourself on television and everything. So, you know, 
to see these two blossom and really truly love each other. I agree with you. I love this couple. Yeah, super awesome. Love this couple. So I'm waiting to see where this couple goes. I'm really waiting to see where this couple goes. I'm I'm actually the one thing I'm really apprehensive about for this couple is the talk with the family because they really haven't spoken about the fact that he's transgender to her family. So how is this going to go over? Yeah, that's something I'm kind of not looking forward to depending how it goes because you just feel really bad for the person. Like even seeing Darcy, like I mentioned earlier, like she was stood up like for the second time. And, you know, how how is her family going to react? You know, I, I just, I hope it works out for Gabe. Um, I hope it's not a big issue. Like, you know, they just love each other. Goodness sake. Like, <laughs> just let them be. I know. I know. I know. Well, anything else to say about this couple? No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. So is it safe to say we can wrap this thing up? Yes, we can wrap this up. Again, guys, apologize for all the extra noise in the background. My legs are frozen. <laughs> I need to get home. So basically just a little bit of a background. I had to rush to the chiropractor because I have lower back problems. I'm not as bad as Chris, but I have major back problems from like our trip for very little getaway. And I was just like, coupon queen. I'm sorry. We're just gonna have to do this in my car. And she's like, yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm like, all right, so <laughs> we're finally done. Yay. <laughs> but anyways, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Well, guys, don't forget to check out CQP Moments Podcast and Queen Pen and the Wingman. Don't forget we have a new episode coming out this week of Firefly Lane. And um, yeah, this has been an interesting, like, I'm two shows that we're recapping. We're trying to cram it in in one hour. And thank you guys so much for your understanding. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. 